This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Have you ever wondered if your cultural lens affects the way you read and interpret scripture? For example, when Paul exhorted women to dress modestly, what did he really mean? Stick around after today's Bible reading to find out. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. In sharing the realities of humanity, the Bible does not shy away from the way that people unjustly sin against each other. Today's Bible audio episode features themes of human suffering, like sexual trauma and violence, that may be inappropriate for small children and triggering to others. While presently there is mixed research about the benefit of trigger warnings, we wanted to make you aware of this content so that you can govern yourselves accordingly. Reaching out to a trusted support, journaling, using relaxation techniques, and to the extent that you can, exercising or moving your body are best practices. Ultimately, we pray that even in the most difficult portions of Scripture, you come to know that the God of all justice and compassion sees you. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Inner Varsity Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament Reading Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 15 through 68 Curses as Reversal of Blessings But if you ignore the Lord your God and are not careful to keep all His commandments and statues, I am giving you today then all these curses will come upon you in full force. You will be cursed in the city and cursed in the field. Your basket and your mixing bowl will be cursed. Your children will be cursed, as well as the produce of your soil, calves of your herds, and the lambs of your flocks. You will be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out. Curses by disease and drought. The Lord will send on you a curse confusing you and opposing you in everything you undertake until you are destroyed and quickly perish because of the evil of your deeds. In that you have forsaken me. The Lord will plague you with deadly diseases until he has completely removed you from the land you are about to possess. He will afflict you with weakness, fever, inflammation, infection, sword, blight, and mildew. These will attack you until you perish. The sky above your heads will be bronze and the earth beneath you iron. The Lord will make the rain of your land powder and dust. 
It will come down on you from the sky until you are destroyed. Curses by defeat and deportation. The Lord will allow you to be struck down before your enemies. You will attack them from one direction, but flee from them in seven directions, and will become an object of terror to all the kingdoms of the earth. Your carcasses will be food for every bird of the sky and wild animal of the earth, and there will be no one to chase them off. The Lord will afflict you with boils of Egypt and with tumors, eczema, and scabies, all of which cannot be healed. The Lord will also subject you to madness, blindness, and confusion of the mind. You will feel your way along at noon like the blind person does in darkness and you will not succeed in anything you do. You will be constantly oppressed and continually robbed, with no one to save you. You will be engaged to a woman, and another man will rape her. You will build a house but not live in it. You will plant a vineyard but not even begin to use it. Your ox will be slaughtered before your very eyes, but you will not eat of it. Your donkey will be stolen from you as you watch and will not be returned to you. Your flock of sheep will be given to your enemies, and there will be no one to save you. Your sons and daughters will be given to another people while you look on in vain all day, and you will be powerless to do anything about it. As for the produce of your land and all your labor, a people you do not know will consume it and you will be nothing but oppressed and crushed for the rest of your lives. You will go insane from seeing all this. The Lord will afflict you in your knees and on your legs with painful incurable bulls. From the soles of your feet to the top of your head, the Lord will force you and your king, whom you will appoint over you, to go away to a people whom you and your ancestors have not known and you will serve other gods of wood and stone there. You will become an occasion of horror, a proverb, and an object of ridicule to all the peoples to whom the Lord will drive you. The Curse of Reversed Status You will take much seed to the field, but gather little harvests, because locusts will consume it. You will plant vineyards and cultivate them, But you will not drink wine or gather in grapes, because worms will eat them. You will have olive trees throughout your territory, but you will not anoint yourself with olive oil, because the olives will drop off the trees while still unripe. You will bear sons and daughters, but not keep them, because they will be taken into captivity. Wearing locusts will take over every tree and all the produce of your soil. The resident foreigners who reside among you will become higher and higher over you, and you will become lower and lower. They will lend to you, but you will not lend to them. They will become the head, and you will become the tail. All these curses will fall on you, pursuing and overtaking you until you are destroyed, because you would not obey the Lord your God by keeping his commandments and statues that he has given you. These curses will be a perpetual sign and wonder with reference to you and your descendants. The Curses of Military Siege Because you have not served the Lord your God joyfully and wholeheartedly with the abundance of everything you have, instead in hunger, thirst, nakedness, and poverty, you will serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you. 
They will place an iron yoke on your neck until they have destroyed you. The Lord will raise up a distant nation against you, one from the other side of the earth as the eagle flies, a nation whose language you will not understand, a nation of stern appearance that will have no regard for the elderly or pity for the young. They will devour the offspring of your livestock and the produce of your soil until you are destroyed. They will not leave you with any grain, new wine, olive oil, calves of your herds, or lambs of your flocks until they have destroyed you. They will besiege all of your villages until all of your high and fortified walls collapse. Those in which you put your confidence throughout the land. They will besiege all your villages throughout the land the Lord your God has given you. You will then eat your own offspring, the flesh of the sons and daughters the Lord your God has given you because of the severity of the siege by which your enemies will constrict you. The man among you who is by nature tender and sensitive will turn against his brother, his beloved wife, and his remaining children. He will withhold from all of them his children's flesh that he is eating, since there is nothing else left. Because of the severity of the siege by which your enemy will constrict you in your villages, likewise the most tender and delicate of your women, who would never think of putting even the sole of her foot on the ground because of her daintiness, will turn against her beloved husband, her sons and daughters, and will secretly eat her afterbirth and her newborn children, since she has nothing else. Because of the severity of the siege by which your enemy will constrict you in your villages. The Curse of Covenant Termination If you refuse to obey all the words of this law, the things written in this scroll, and refuse to fear this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, then the Lord will increase your punishments and those of your descendants, great and long-lasting afflictions and severe enduring illnesses. He will infect you with all the diseases of Egypt that you dreaded, and they will persistently afflict you. Moreover, The Lord will bring upon you every kind of sickness and plague not mentioned in this scroll of commandments until you have perished. There will be very few of you left, though at one time you were as numerous as the stars in the sky, because you will have disobeyed the Lord your God. This is what will happen, just as the Lord delighted to do good for you and make you numerous, so he will also take delight in destroying and decimating you. You will be uprooted from the land you are about to possess. The Lord will scatter you among all nations, from one end of the earth to the other. There you will worship other gods that neither you nor your ancestors have known, gods of wood and stone. Among those nations you will have no rest, nor will there be a place of peaceful rest for the soles of your feet. For there the Lord will give you an anxious heart, failing eyesight in a spirit of despair. Your life will hang in doubt before you. You will be terrified by night and day and will have no certainty of surviving from one day to the next. In the morning, you will say, if only it were evening. And in the evening, you will say, I wish it were morning because of the things you will fear and the things you will see. Then the Lord will make you return to Egypt by ship. Over a route, I said to you, that you would never see again. There you will sell yourselves to your enemies as male and female slaves. 
but no one will buy you. New Testament reading, Matthew chapter 15, verses 29 through 31. Healing many others. When he left there, Jesus went along the Sea of Galilee. Then he went up a mountain, where he sat down. Then large crowds came to him, bringing with them the lame, blind, crippled, mute, and many others. They laid them at his feet, and he healed them. As a result, the crowd was amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled healthy, the lame walking, and the blind seeing. And they praised the God of Israel. Mark chapter 7, verse 31 through chapter 8, verse 10. Healing a Deaf Mute Then Jesus went out again from the region of Tyre and came through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee and the region of Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had difficulty speaking, and they asked him to place his hands on him. After Jesus took him aside privately, away from the crowd, he put his fingers in the man's ears, and after spitting, he touched his tongue. Then he looked up to heaven and said with a sigh, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened, his tongue loosened, and he spoke plainly. Jesus ordered them not to tell anyone, but as much as he ordered them not to do this, they proclaimed it all the more. People were completely astounded and said, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Chapter 8 The Feeding of the Four Thousand In those days there was another large crowd with nothing to eat. So Jesus called his disciples and said to them, I have compassion on the crowd, because they have already been here with me three days, and they have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will faint on the way and some of them have come from a great distance. His disciples answered him, Where can someone get enough bread in this desolate place to satisfy these people? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? They replied, Seven. Then he directed the crowd to sit down on the ground. After he took the seven loaves and gave thanks, he broke them and began giving them to the disciples to serve. So they served the crowd. They also had a few small fish. After giving thanks for these, he told them to serve these as well. Everyone ate and was satisfied, and they picked up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. There were about 4,000 who ate. Then he dismissed them. Immediately he got into a boat with his disciples and went to the district of Dalmanatha. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and awesome God, again, we are struck by your word, both the Old and the New Testament. And we acknowledge right now, O oh Lord, that we indeed are overwhelmed by those curses. We feel the weightiness of them, the the depths of where sin can take us, where sin can drag us. There are times where it feels like it has no bottom, that there can be such, such sinfulness, such wickedness that your curse hands us over to, 
that we no longer recognize ourselves, the, the depths of which sin can take us. But then, oh God, we are reminded that you are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And we see you in this New Testament text reversing curses, <laughs> oh God. We see you in this New Testament text bringing those who are hungry to a satisfying place where there is more than enough, more than enough. And so, oh God, we long to be in your favor. We thank you, O oh God, that grace has indeed been poured out and that you indeed are a gracious and restoring God. As we reflect on those curses, it makes us even more grateful for your, your hand rescuing us from where the curse and sin can take us and bringing us into wholeness and to fullness in you. Oh God, we thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy, your compassion. And we pray, oh God, that today we might resist sin more and more, that we would turn from it and turn to you. Oh God, we pray that you would make us more like Jesus. And we thank you, oh Lord, for the evidence of the work of the Spirit in our lives in both small and large ways. Help us to see it and be reminded of your sanctifying power in our lives today. It is in your name that we pray and we entrust ourselves. Amen. In their book, Misreading Scripture with Western Eyes, biblical scholars Brandon O'Brien and E. Randolph Richards shed light on the ways that Western readers often misunderstand the cultural dynamics of the Bible. When Paul exhorted women to dress modestly, he was likely not referring to racy clothing, but instead he was most likely concerned about economic modesty, that Christian women not flaunt their wealth through expensive clothes, braided hair, and gold jewelry. Getting beyond our cultural assumptions is increasingly important for being Christians in our interconnected and globalized world. Learn to read scripture as a member of the global body of Christ with the book, Misreading Scripture with Western Eyes. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, The Word. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from BibleStudyTogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.